0: I'm glad you're here for day four of our look through Revelation chapter 18. We're walking through God's perspective on the world system of pride and selfishness, Babylon. And we've heard two voices already the voice of condemnation, the voice that Babylon has fallen, this world's not going to last. And then the voice of separation, come out from her, my people, because we know this world is not going to last. And then there is a third voice in verses 9 to 19, and it is the voice of lamentation, it is the voice of sorrow and grief. In verses 9 to 19, you hear the voices of those who trusted in Babylon, who trusted in this world's power, and found out in the end where that trust led them. Let me just walk you through these voices. You hear the voices of three groups in these verses, of the kings, of the merchants, and of the sea captains. And in one sense, if you think about this in our world today, we're talking about government and business and transportation, those three areas that are so intertwined in the, our lives in this world, first, the kings in verses nine to ten, When the kings of this earth, who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury, see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her, terrified of her torment, they will stand far off and cry, "Woe, woe, O oh great city, O oh Babylon city of power, In one hour, your doom has come." so the kings the rulers of governments and nations will see it's not going to last and the bible says they're going to be terrified by that terrified of the torment terrified of the fall of babylon and then the merchants in verses 11 to 17 and in these verses it gets very very detailed i want you to listen as i read through these verses at the detail of what's going to be what's going to be lost what's not going to last people who have trusted in these details of life. Now, I know as a believer, you have to be involved in the details of life. There are things that you have to buy. If you're a merchant, there are things that you have to sell. That's not the question here. The question of these people's lives is that was the core of their life, what they bought and sold. And because it was the core of their life, these details became what they trusted, and they're all lost. And so God just goes through what's going to be lost even in the details. Verses 11 to 17, let me read those verses. The merchants of the earth Will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Cargoes of gold, silver, precious stones, and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet cloth, every sort of citron wood, and articles of every kind made of ivory, costly wood, bronze, iron, and marble. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh, and frankincense, of wine and olive oil, of fine flour and wheat. "'cattle and sheep, horses and carriages "'and bodies and souls of men. "'They will say, "'The fruit you longed for is gone from you. "'All your riches and splendor have vanished, "'never to be recovered. "'The merchants who sold these things "'and gained their wealth from her "'will stand far off, terrified at her torment. "'They will weep and mourn and cry out, "'Woe, woe, O great city, "'dressed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, "'and glittering with gold, precious stones and pearls. "'In one hour... Such great wealth has been brought to ruin. So here's this picture of all the, all the merchants, all those involved in business, who that's all they've trusted in. And it's amazing to me how clear this picture is, that all the buying and selling that we do in this world, you and I need to keep it in perspective. It's not going to last. And realize who is really supplying our needs. It is God who's supplying our needs all your riches and splendor have vanished, never to be recovered. There's a couple of striking things about these verses that I just read. One is that even as these merchants at the end see that Babylon has fallen, they're still trying to trust in what they've done for Babylon. They say, whoa, oh great city, who, oh by the way, it's still dressed in fine linen. It's got purple and scarlet. We put that gold on it, but it's fallen. They're still trusting while it's falling. The other striking thing to me about these verses is in verse 13. As we walk through all that was being sold, fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep, it mentions the bodies and the souls of men. Not unusual in Rome when this was first read. For one person to have 400 slaves, the entire economy, the entire life was about the bodies and souls of men being sold so that my life could be better, so that my life could feel richer. Now, there are lots of kinds of slavery. There's still slavery in this world today, which needs to be done away with. But there's slavery to drugs. There's slavery to entertainment. There's slavery to lust. There's slavery to money. There's all kinds of slavery. And these merchants were as enslaved as the people they were selling. They were enslaved to purple and silk and citron wood and cinnamon and spice. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with selling and buying. There's nothing wrong with meeting people's needs. And there's nothing wrong with a need being met. God tells us that he meets the need that we have for bread. But what's wrong with these merchants is this has become their life. This has become their hope. And then it falls. There are the merchants, there are the kings, and then there are the sea captains. Every sea captain, in, verse, uh, in the last half of verse 17 to verse 19, every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors, and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off. And they will see the smoke of her burning. They will exclaim, was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, woe, woe, O great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour, she's been brought to ruin. And there it is in that last verse. You heard it said each time with the kings, with the merchants, with the sea captains, God's perspective on Babylon, the voice of lamentation is those three words, in one hour. In one hour, worldly treasure and pleasure and measure is going to be lost. We spend our lives earning it, positioning for it, valuing it, thinking about it, but in one hour, it's all gone. Now, that's true in even less time in our individual lives. In less than a moment, our life in this world ends and our life in the next world begins. So in a moment, it's all gone. Even here at the end, it's all in one hour going to be gone. And all those who trusted and only this world and the things of this world and the materialism of this world are going to realize it's all lost. Eugene Peterson says about this, now it is gone. Salvation by checkbook is gone. God on demand is gone. Meaning by money is gone. Religion as feeling is gone. Self as God is gone. And as you look through what happens with these kings and merchants and sea captains with government and business and transportation, you see a couple of things. You see, first of all, that they cry, woe, woe. They realize at the end that they have built their lives on that which does not last. But you see it especially with the merchants and the sea captains. Even as they realize that, they look back fondly instead of looking forward to what is going to last. The merchants look back and say, oh, she's still dressed nicely. The sea captains look back and say, oh, there was never such a great city as Babylon where all the ships came in. They look back to what was lost, instead of looking forward to what only God can give. And so they cry, whoa, whoa. Are you looking back or are you looking forward? That's the question in these verses for you and I. There's another thing that happens with these three groups. They stand far off as Babylon falls. As they see it falling apart, each of them stand far off, as if that's going to protect them. You cannot protect yourself in this moment by standing away from somebody else's destruction. A lot of us do this. I meet a lot of people who want to stand far off from hurt and pain. So if someone else is going through the loss of their business, you don't want to get too close to that because it reminds you too much of what could happen to you. I even see it sometimes with sickness. Someone's going through cancer. Someone's in a hospital. We don't want to see them. We don't want to visit them because we want to pretend that that's never going to happen to us. Let's admit it. We all have this within us in some way. But at the end, it's going to be seen so clearly. They're going to stand far off thinking that maybe somehow I won't get caught up in it. They were caught up in it. And the loss is theirs. The only protection is not standing far off when someone else is going through problems. The only protection from the falling of Babylon is who you're standing close to, not who you're standing away from. It's standing close to the Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, as we read about this place being fallen and the details of it, someone on our research team asked a question that I know many people have, and that is, could Babylon be America? Or maybe you live in a different nation, and people are asking that about your nation. Could Babylon be my nation? It's every nation in history. Now, there's going to be one great final fall of these nations, but it's every nation in history that relies on its own pride, relies on its own luxury. It's every business in history that relies on its own, its own glory, its own luxury in order to build itself up and make itself feel better about itself. You don't have to build yourself up to make yourself feel better about yourself. What do you do? You go to God humbly. And you realize he'll give you all the gifts that you need, the gifts of peace and joy, the gifts of his spirit, gifts of his life. Could Babylon be America? Yes, but it's also every other nation in history. And then many people ask as they read these verses, if we change our ways, could we stop this from happening? That's not the point. The point is this will happen. It has to happen. We want it to happen. This world, this selfish system, it has to end in order for God's people to gain their inheritance. This selfishness has to be chased out. And if this is all that I'm following, then I'm going to be chased out with it. But I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. No, for God's people to gain their inheritance, this is going to happen. That does not mean that we don't try in this world to make this nation that we're in the very best that it can be, the very most godly that it can be, to pray for our leaders, that that God would work through our nation right now. That does not mean we don't do that. Oh, it's going to fall anyway. Let's just let it fall apart. It's going to go to hell one day. Let's just let it go to hell now. No, 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 no. We live right now for the kingdom of God where we are. That's what God tells us we're clearly to do. But we don't hold on to it. We don't hold on to it as if it's our hope. In the end, some will get caught up out of this and others will stay caught up in this, this Babylon. In the end, some will trust the Savior. Others will keep trusting this world. Some will trust the Savior. That's the key is you trust the Savior. And you live out his life. Fathers, we pray today. We thank you. We thank you for this news because it's the news that selfishness will not last. It's the news that our pride is not going to win in the end. That the glory and luxury we try to build into our lives, and it seems for a moment at least to some of us to be to be what people are really longing for, it's not going to meet our needs. In the end, you're the one who will meet our needs for all of eternity. So thank you for this good news that the things that we build, build on our pride and selfishness, will not last. But the things that you build into our lives, through your grace, through your power, through your love, through your mercy, those will last. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. One final voice in this chapter, and that is the voice of celebration. Don't miss tomorrow.